Welcome to Absolute Comics, the show that Sal and I stream live every Tuesday at about 5 p.m. Eastern. We then upload over to our Patreons a couple of days later where you get early access by directly supporting both Sal and myself by going to our Patreons and then gets put up to the YouTube a week later. This show is simple. We talk about comic books. We talk about movies. We talk about video games. We talk about whatever is related to the comic book zeitgeist. And today's yeah. show is brought to you not by our old sponsor, Water. You get out of here, Water. Actually, don't I need this bottle, but by G Fuel. If you... <laughs> If you, if you want to get 30% off of your G Fuel, 33% at the moment of recording this, 30% at when this goes live on YouTube, it is between the numbers of 10 to 33%, depending <laughs> on when you're watching this. Use the code COMICS at checkout. Um, but yes, G Fuel is amazing. Gives me all that energy. How do you think I get through the opening the way that I just did over and over and over? All right, Sal. Uh, we're starting today's, today's Sal Pernatural will be a thing. Um, so if you guys do want to support the show and you want to keep it going and you do enjoy it, you have the options of going to our sponsors or going to either Patreon, patreon.com slash comic or patreon.com slash comic and directly supporting the two hosts, or you can just sub right here at our Twitch channel. All of those means are how we fund this show. And I mean, if you like the show, you want it to continue, don't you? So that's how we fund it. So, Damn right. uh, and <laughs> we are, this, this episode is going to be all over the place. We're coming back after Thanksgiving break. Comic books have been weird for the last three weeks because they weren't putting out a whole bunch. So we got a bunch of weird topics to talk about. So many weird things have happened in the world of comic books. Yeah. And we also have to touch on something, Sal. Oh, okay. Let's do so, it. Let's touch so it. So this, this was funded by our, our viewers. Uh, did you watch the first three episodes of Supernatural? Do we have a Supernatural episode to film after this? No. <laughs> <laughs> was that the plan? <laughs> that was. They funded it. You have to watch. Yeah, the first no, I know. three episodes to kick off Supernatural. That was right. The plan. All right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't well, do that yet. You're gonna get. A, you're gonna get a pass because now this is being filmed and recorded. So I have evidence. All right. You'll cool. get a pass yeah, this no, week. Yeah, it's on. The, it's on record. We'll. Uh, I'll, I'll watch those first. By three next episodes. Tuesday's recording, we should have a Supernatural episode. It, we hope. We hope. Folks. Okay. We hope. <laughs> we'll do our best. I mean, I'll watch them. I love the way you said that. We'll. We'll do our best. We'll it, <laughs> like you're we'll, not the we'll only person that has to watch the three. <laughs> right. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, if Sounds I can like, get what the hell, Benny, you're just throwing this at me randomly. <laughs> no, I mean, we talked about it. I, I remember. <laughs> I just. I just didn't get a chance to. It's been a no, crazy holiday. It has been, and that's that's the point I'm getting at here. Um, the holidays have been insane. There was something I was going to talk about right before this. Oh, so before we get into our comic book discussion, I wanted to bring this up. I finally got to watch the Watchmen TV show. I started with right. the first episode. And I'll admit, I was in the same boat as you. I was going to watch it either way, but part of me didn't want to because how were they pitching us out? You had the best way. They, they were describing it as kind of like a, well, they're like, well, it's not really like a sequel to Watchmen. It's more like a reimagining, but it is going to take place after Watchmen. So, you know, and I'm like, what is this random assortment of buzzwords that are described? Because they were saying that it's not a direct sequel, but it's also not a not a, not an adaptation. It's more like a, a spirit of... Of, of, of originality while being inspired by Watchmen. And I'm like, that all sounds like nothing to me. That just sounds like you're just like you're just doing a show and you're calling it Watchmen anyway, but it has nothing to do with Watchmen. <laughs> and and the, t the trailer did nothing to dissuade me of that. They're just like, hey, it's all about masks and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, like people technically wore them in the book, but it had nothing to really to do with masks as kind right. of like a thematic element. And they're like, no, the police are wearing them and there's this, there's this underground element and they're using the Rorschach logo. And I'm like, 
Yeah, that's just taking images that you didn't have a placeholder for and then using Watchmen, like, iconography. That being said, apparently, no, I'm completely wrong, and it's actually... Well, what is it? They're, they're trying to say that, like, no, we're not, it's not really a sequel. So but they, it is. To this day, apparently, they still claim that it's not a direct sequel, but it's 100% a direct sequel. Yeah, okay, so like, I, right I finally down to the got it. Monster. We ran out of shows to watch. I watched all my Rick and Morty. I watched the new episode of Harley Quinn, which is amazing, and I want to talk about that today. But okay. uh, the uh, eventually, we got down to the Watchmen, and Natalie and I are like, let's finally just watch Watchmen. And, and without spoiling the plot of the first episode, it is a direct sequel. It takes place about 35 to 38 years later. It's in 2019. The original events happened. Ozymandias, Rorschach, the Minutemen, all of that happened. Um, the, the, poor, the, the squid monster wormhole is still open. No one knows how to deal with it. Uh, we are dealing with an age in which masked vigilantes are working with the police who are also masked so that nobody can track down who they are. The police mm. are wearing the masks for the same reason the vigilantes are. No one knows who they are or where their families are. It's like just a whole masked situation. Mm. Counter to that, we have uh, basically white supremacists who are wearing the Rorschach mask, telling everyone that they're holding them back, which, I mean, that sounds like, oh, it's super political. It's no more political than Watchmen is. It's, it's literally, right. it's just political in the same manner as normal Watchmen. You know what you're getting into. Yeah. Uh the they reference everything. There's even a newspaper that says that uh Adrian's dead. Like it, it, they don't go into it. There's just a newspaper. There's a, okay. there's a mis I I now bear in mind I've only seen episode 1. But there's an old man who gets a, a couple scenes that made no weird were all kinds of weird sense. I don't <laughs> think Adrian's dead, but we'll see. Uh <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> but that's cool. Uh, all right. No, I well I'm not. Our chats try to tell me that the vigilantes are illegal. If that's the case, 100% not portrayed in the original pilot episode. Considering there's a police meeting where they all sit down to go over the current problem, and there's an entire row of vigilantes who are working alongside the police. Right. So if that is the case, I'm only on episode one. Bear in mind, like if they go deeper into that, that's fine. Uh, I'm not going to look at the chat right now because one, we're doing a podcast where we don't answer chat, and two, you guys are going to spoil things. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, good point, good point. Uh, um, but anyway, yeah, no, it's direct sequel, but it takes place 35 years later. So the concept of it being reimagining or being a different show, it's there, but only in the sense of it's so far after the events of Watchmen. Right. They don't directly reference anything from Watchmen, but you can feel it in the show. That's fine. Yeah, that sounds, I mean, like, it, if, if these guys have a really, really creative original concept that they have that's a sequel to Watchmen. I mean, I've talked about this before at length, the idea of it, of a sequel to Watchmen and whether it's a good idea or a bad idea. I mean, like, we have now multiple sequels to Watchmen. We got the, the comic book Doomsday Clock. We got the comic book before Watchmen, which is kind of like reimagining and, you know, informing what happened in actual Watchmen. You've got the show now. You have the movie, which kind of is its own interpretation. Like, there's room for it all. And I think as long as the show is trying to do something really kind of, like, original, then then there's always room for it. So right. that's cool. Like, I'm down for it. I just, I just haven't had time. It's just, the reality is I just haven't had a minute to watch more shows than I'm already watching. Well, it's, and, it's no different than the video game market or the argument yeah. that people like to make about the comic book market. Why aren't they selling 200,000 copies every issue? It's because we've oversaturated anything that's popular and makes money. There's yeah. 50, like, okay, taking the same exact uh, problem with the Watchmen show, the Watchmen show is not on CW, it's not on Hulu, it's not on Netflix, it's not on Disney+. Plus. So nope. right off the bat, I have to remember to go to my HBO to watch it. Uh, that's the yeah. first issue I run into. Yeah. Secondly, I have 
these are the ones I'm watching, and I know there's more, and I'm not watching them. But it yeah. was Titans, Flash, uh, Batwoman. Uh, those Black are the Lightning? three core. I, I I stopped watching Black Lightning. I stopped watching Supergirl. I just don't have time for them. Um, there's a few other, and then I'm not, and then I'm watching my non superhero shows though. Shameless. I'm watching Shameless pretty religiously. Sure. Um, we watch like the Goldbergs and Modern Family. We watch that around here. Like so, I have a whole bunch of shows I'm already watching. You have, I have like 30 to 50 comic books to read a week. And then I sit down at night and I'm like, what game do I want to play? Well, I'm working on Death Stranding. I got the Jedi <laughs> game. I've got like yeah. five MMOs that I'm playing. I got right. <laughs> no, there's, there, there is a, there is a glut of content and just not enough time, hours and energy to, yeah. to absorb it all. Especially since not only are we also absorbers of content because we're nerds, but we're also creators of content because we're here. Like, so not only am I, do, do we not have enough time to watch everything, play everything, we've also got to make stuff, and then yeah. you're making stuff that's usually commentating on the stuff that's already made, so it's like, I got to prioritize the stuff that's being made, and, and I got to make room for that stuff, and maybe not make room for the things that I would rather watch or would like to watch, but know that it won't perform. You know, like well, exactly, would, and now Watchmen is a thing for me because now I want to watch see what's going to happen in that show. So yeah. I got to find time to watch that one. It, we're in a day and age where, and like and what we've got the Superman show coming out, which I do want to talk about today as well. Yeah, um, we have like a whole bunch of other shows. We have the Crisis event starting up this week, which Crisis. I know. You're probably going to watch that, even though you don't watch the CW shows, right? That's right. I'm not going to. Yeah. I, I don't watch any of the CW shows. I haven't really ever. Um, I've seen the first three episodes of Arrow. I've seen the first episode of Supergirl. You know, like, these are the things I've seen of those shows. Which is to say, statistically speaking, I've never watched the CW shows. Right. Uh, but, like, I'm definitely going to check out this crisis thing. Yeah. And, well, and so that's what I'm saying. We're in a day and age where there's just too much content coming out. And I love when, like, games come out. And they're like, why isn't our game hitting millions of copies? Because you're competing <laughs> with nine other games, every comic book, every movie, every show for people's times. I mean, yeah. I, I just took a week off, Sal. We had the Thanksgiving break, and I took an entire week off. Yeah, and I am nowhere near caught up on anything. <laughs> no, I feel the same way. I, I really don't like. I don't feel caught up. And I remember being back. We had a snowstorm uh, recently, and so I was snowed in yesterday. So I had to shoot off the rack from the house. Off the rack, our comic review show, and uh, I was like, I, I still felt like in vacation mode because I'm like, I'm not in the studio. I'm not. I'm not making you know, regularly scheduled stuff. I actually edited a whole bunch of things ahead of time so that I could be ready for the holiday. So, like, I'm starting handicapped as far as this week is concerned. Right. And, and I can't afford to be because there's stuff to talk about and there's shows to make. <laughs> like, there's just I, no time. Man, just, there's no time. Sal, I literally, this is not even a joke. Okay, so work-wise, I've figured out a trick to be super ahead. You double dip. Um, slight plug for my gaming Twitch channel, the Eligible Monster channel. I have been starting every episode on time, but I'm doing it recording audios for the Comic Storian channel. So people are just hanging out with me while I do my job. Then we play games. <laughs> so I'm double dipping now, Sal. That's, that's, how, nice. that's how tight everything's gotten. Um, I hear you. But I'm so far ahead on content now. Literally, I'm putting up votes on Twitter because YouTube, I got a phone call with them, and they said, you seem to have had a schedule a while ago, but there's no evidence of that now. Yeah. Like, no one knows you have a schedule. You should make a schedule and post it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at, okay, this is what our schedule will be. And then I'm looking at how many videos we have made and just waiting on my channel. And I'm like, great, we have right. seven videos that I haven't put out. I have Curse of the White Knight 1, 2, and 3, and well, 2, 3, 4, ready to go. I have Gwenpool. Three and four, ready to go. 
We have the God of War storyline ready to go. We have the Call of Duty Ghost Origins comic ready to go. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Everyone who's wondering is a 30-minute video sitting on my channel, currently on <laughs> Patreon. Uh, it's not live, <laughs> but it's on my Patreon. Yeah. Um, I just recorded Doomsday Clock 1 through 4. That'll be up tonight on Patreon. Nice. I have all of this content. On top of that, today I did a, a video that's going out about the Super Sun's potential in the Superman show, which is what I want to talk about in a bit. Ooh. And a second video of my opinions of Titan Season 2 that I have to also find room for. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's the thing is that the spirit is willing, but like the, 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 the platform is lacking because <laughs> you put out too many things at once, it's going to kill the algorithm. You, you, yeah. know, you have to prioritize those videos. And then it's like, I got all these shows. What am I going to do with them all? <laughs> So what it ends up turning, what we're getting at, guys, is there's just too much content, and then you, and then you throw it up. Like we're YouTubers, so we're not, that's not even in a rotation <laughs> of like we have to go watch our latest YouTube videos. You know, now yeah. other people are like, oh yeah, I gotta watch all the superhero shows and watch you guys. Right? <laughs> yeah, that is not. I do not envy you, you, you good people who actually do actually watch our stuff. I do appreciate yeah. it because yeah, because we're competing with them too. <laughs> So anyway, Watchmen, really good shows what we're getting at. I just, we're in a day and age where there's too much content rolling out and it's becoming a problem to find time for these. So now I got to binge watch Watchmen over this entire week. By the time yeah. we film the next CTV, I'm going to be like, so I'm caught up on Watchmen. Here's my opinions on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God, and there's a Flash episode tonight. Anyway, moving on oh, to the next no. topic. Um, yeah. Before we, let's, let's get into uh, the comics real quick before we sure. move on to anything else, okay? So yeah, yeah. We, bo we both agreed before this episode that because comics have been coming out weird for the last three weeks where it's like almost nothing and then like one big book, yeah. we're both just going to open up our comics and kind of go through a couple topics. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at my list here. Did you read Conan, 2009? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's, it's I, I want more of that. I know, yeah, Tiffany read it, uh, and uh, we, we reviewed it last night. I read it last night as well. I'm like, this is great. I, I don't think there's going to be any more, but I kind of wish there was. Yeah. No, it's a great idea, and it sounded like such a concept that was really stupid. Like, it sounded like they had a ravaged 2099 pitch, and they were just like, oh, we'll, we'll just make a Conan, screw it. Right. But but no, it's, it's a straight-up Conan story. Set kind of in the year 2099. I love where it ends up. I, I want a series. I hope it sells well. Well, so this actually leads me to the next question I want to ask you. What is this 2099 thing in your opinion? Oh, I don't know, man. It, it feels like like a half event. It feels like something like, um, I don't know, like, like a Pleasantville or Pleasant Hill. Where it yeah, was like, yeah. there's, these, there's these books and like they're kind of about this thing. But like, who cares? Like... 2099, th that book Alpha came out. There's a bunch of other tie-ins to it because Nick Spencer's, of course, writing the Alpha book and and Spider-Man. So there's there's teasers to that in Spider-Man. And I, I, feel, I, I feel like he decided to do a Spider-Man 2099 thing, and Marvel was like, "Why don't we try remaking it?" Nick Spencer, you game, and like and this, it all spiraled out of that, but with no plan. That's what it feels like. There's no plan here for what. Yeah. The, there's no order to read these 2099s. They all feel nope. like weird one-off what-ifs. Like Right, because, like, yeah, Punisher 2099, uh, Ghost Rider is coming out next week or this week. Doom already came out, I think. Doom, like, you got a lot of 2099 books that are not related to the event. Or if they are, they're only, like... If, if they are related, I don't know how they fit. And if I'm not... And, and if, if I don't know how they fit, I'm not going to give it the time to learn. Because... 
at the end of the day, you know, as much as Marvel likes to say, 2099 is the actual future of the Marvel Universe. Right. I don't buy that for a second, and I don't care. Like, I don't care about your alternate future, because it's not now, and it's not happening. Well, is it Days of Future Past? No, it's not real. <laughs> right. I, I, I really just... So, for them to do this, like, it's gonna be... It, it sound, it's almost... And, you know, it's... I don't want to get too far into it, because I don't want to say... But it feels... I'm, I'm having those feelings like I did for Future's End, where I'm like... So this is in an alternate future that might not even really happen, and I'm supposed to care about these people? Right. Oh, that was the problem with Future's End. And uh, also, they tried to stretch it way too much and turn it into a Batman Beyond story. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it didn't. It wound up being nothing, and yeah. it, it satisfied literally nobody. So with 2099, they got to be really careful to like compartmentalize it, but streamline it in a way where they all align, and so people know what the hell this is. Because they, I, I don't think they do. And it's too bad, by the way, because 2099 Alpha was drawn by Victor Bogdanovic, who is, I'm calling it now, the next Greg Capullo. So, you know, check it out. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, this 2099 thing is driving me crazy because, like, I want to dig it, but it's mostly because when I was a kid, I read 2099, and I, I was a huge you, fan. Yeah, back in the, the day I was. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, there's only two 2099 characters worth a damn, and it's Spider-Man and Doom. Otherwise, who cares? Like, Hulk... Ghost Rider?! Ghost Rider came later, though. He wasn't part of the original family. He came he later. No, like, the original books that came out were, like, Doom, Ravage, Spider-Man, and then, like, a short... An, an X-Men, and then a short while later, Ghost Rider came out. And I remember him showing up and being like, oh, Ghost Rider's here, too. And he looks amazing. He does! No, I love... Those are my favorites. Spider-Man and Ghost Rider 2099. Those are my two. That's fair. Well, and Ghost Rider 2099 is coming, and I don't know if it's the same Ghost Rider. I doubt it, because I feel uh, like no one's the same, except for Spider-Man and maybe Doom. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's. I'm kind of I'm kind of leaving it at like a foot because it, it started dropping around the time that I decided to save books for the trip to Brazil that I didn't take. Right. Yeah. So I, it's a lot of them. I'm just keeping at arm's length. Like uh, Conan. Okay. <laughs> well, but that Conan book well, again. Like the, the the problem is if it's a problem at all, the Conan book is great, but has like almost nothing to do with whatever the hell they're doing over at 2099. So. But you do get a, a totally boss and cool Conan book out of it, so you know, <laughs> I'm not going to argue. It's just yeah, kind of like, yeah. but but where does it fit? What does it mean? I don't know. And I don't think they do either. I think you're absolutely right. I think they're just kind of like, Spencer's going to do a thing. I guess I, we'll just all do it. I hate to say this, but I feel like ever since Spider-Gwen, and then the follow-up situation <sighs> of, of Gwenpool, yes. Marvel's just thrown this idea of just throwing a ton of characters and designs against a wall. Yep. To see who oversells and then turn them into a book. Yep. Because that yeah, seems to be the exactly strategy right. they're going. Oh, everyone loves the appearance of Gwenpool. Turn her into a character. Oh, everyone loves Spider-Gwen. I, I mean, I'm, I, if I remember correctly, Spider-Gwen started very similar to Gwenpool, wasn't she? Wasn't she a variant cover at one point? No, no, no. Spider-Gwen was... Well, she was the equivalent of a variant cover. She was one of the stories in the Edge of Spider-Verse book. That was it. Okay, yeah. So it was, it was, it was the, basically the 2099 concept. Right, she was exactly. just so popular in the Edge of the Spider-Verse yes, that, that they were like, we gotta do something with this character. We can't just limit her to appearing in Spider-Verse. Right, And I'm right. sure also, like, before they were finished writing Spider-Verse, after Edge of Spider-Verse came out, like, Wacker went to Slot's door and was like, oh, by the way, don't kill that Gwen character. Like, yeah. <laughs> because we have big plans for this awesome design. And uh, arguably... You know, it's a good thing they did because Spider-Gwen was a great design and a really neat-looking universe. 
Oh, and she's it? become a great character in her own right. I love the character. I'm not even yeah, arguing. Yeah. I, I mean, she's one of my favorites that I follow. We're about to wrap that story up on the Comic Storian channel right now. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. I'll be there to watch The it. original. I'm not doing any of the new stuff. We actually no. decided we're going to end with the Gwenham arc and then okay. just jump to the current book where she's using it. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's fair. Yeah. But so, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, I think you're right. I think Marvel's just like... If there's money on the table, I'm going to take it. So whatever. And no one's going to complain because, you know, there's going to be something for everybody and we're just putting them out. And Marvel's not afraid of putting out a thousand books a month. Mm Mm-mm. They literally, even DC has told them that this is a problem. And they're They're like, like, you're hurting "Ah!" everyone. And Marvel's like, more books! More! How many can we put out? DC's like, dude, you got to stop. Just slow your roll. And Marvel's like, ah! Never! (laughs) Yeah, that's how it feels. You know what my response to you is, DC? 24 variant covers for Mary Jane. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, and then they're like, well, how about another Frank Miller Dark Knight sequel with a gazillion variant covers? Yeah, I know. I know. It's funny. Um, I do feel like whenever DC calls out Marvel, half the time it's like the pot calling the kettle black. Like, oh, big time. <laughs> I mean, well, they're all guilty. Marvel, but... you got to slow your roll. You got to put out less books. You're the villain, Titans! <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it could have just been, it could have just been a Justice League story that everyone kind of enjoyed, but no. Honestly, honestly, I've been falling off with the Justice League plot because of this. Because now it's like so spread out into everything. I'm just like, uh... Well, and like that Justice League arc should have ended two arcs ago. Like each arc, he's like, oh, it's going to be even bigger. And it's, uh, and I'm like, I don't, uh, it's it's too big. It gets too big. Eventually, it's exactly how After Sixth Dimension, I feel like it should have started going towards the closure. Yes. And it feels Sixth like he's Dimension like, was cool. The, the momentum was still can there. We go? <laughs> yeah, no. Sixth Dimension, the momentum was there. You had him and his on the art. It was so great. Yep. And and then it just kind of like, it just got too bloated. Plus, I, I, I don't know if I'm alone here, but like, I think Perpetua is a terrible concept. Mm. I, I just I just can't. I don't think it. her concept's like, a terrible concept. I think the character of Perpetua itself is not a great character. I do like right. the concept of the source wall was there in entirety to block this ultimate evil being, you know? Right, right. I, I mean, do I, like that. Yeah, but at the same time, we have so many ultimate evil beings that, like, you know, so the anti-monitor was huge, and then, and you know, and, and now this person's even bigger than that, and she made all these other things, and Barbatos. Like, it's it's all too much, too big, too soon. Like, no, Dark Knight's uh, it, metal is barely still... Like, we're still feeling the fallout from metal. And I mean, like, I know that mo- that book came out over over a year ago, but like, maybe two years ago now. That I think about it, but like, you know, we're still feeling the fallout from metal. Yeah, I mean, like, the Batman who laughs is still a thing. Look, I mean, I, I, okay, I am a huge fan of Scott Snyder's writing. I, I think it's well known with that. I, I literally like to read everything he puts out. I like all of his events. I, I do like the Justice League, but the problem I feel... Uh, the, it, the I Justice like his Justice League too, yeah. Yeah, I do like what he's doing in Justice League. I do... I think the problem is, it's like you said, we're still feeling the fallouts of metal. Metal technically hasn't really gone away. So right. instead of this being a 40-issue giant bloated event, it's a... Technically, like a hundred and fifty issue giant bloated event because it's all coming out of metal and then breaking the source wall. It's almost like metal was the catalyst for everything, and it's still being felt as we're going. Yeah, and that's just causing more and more issues. And up to the sixth dimension, I was like, it's getting very bloated. It's getting very out of control. We're not getting any decompression space in his story right now. And no. when sixth dimension ended, I was like, perfect. Okay, we, we hit a peak. 
We're yep. chilling for a minute. And then he went like, now we're going ham again. It was like, oh, God, I need to breathe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad that he's having fun with this universe. Because the oh, fact yeah. is, like, it, it is, the fun is felt. Like, but, you know, and, and, and I appreciate that he's not, like, expanding the cast too much. It's this team. It's, you know, it's this villain team. And it's this hero team. And we're just dealing with those characters. But I feel like because it's gotten too big and too long... We haven't for had a me, chance to really focus on anything. Well, for me, it became a problem following it when he started jumping through the three timelines. Oh my god, no, 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 yeah. That, well, the, the, the three timelines thing, I was like, ooh, but even then, like, the things that he chose to cover were like, eh, this, this, like, oh, DC 1 million, oh, okay. Like, oh, the JSA, wasn't, the, weren't they gonna do something with Doomsday Clock? Like, wait, what? <laughs> like, just, just, it seemed like... It's less. It's less like a like a Hickman esque architecture and more of a like, you know, John Byrne. I'm not gonna stop doing it. And I know that like one feeds into the other, but they're they're not building scaffolding here. It's just a straight yeah. line. I do and that's like fine. The, I like when the JSA showed up. They referenced how everyone forgot they existed, and how not. But they didn't touch on any of it because it's all Tuesday Clock related. I know. So oh, it's I all love like, how, like. Oh, you guys don't remember us? No. Where do we exist in your timeline? We don't know. Anyway, come with us. <laughs> I can't believe that they were like, okay, so Barry doesn't remember Jay, but then Jay shows up in what was it, the button, and then Barry meets Jay, and you're like, and he's like, I don't even know who you are, and I'm like. Dude, Howard Porter drew both scenes. Uh, like, I have a visual continuity of these two things happening, and there's no, there's, there's no correlation. It's you would just, think that uh, there would at least be an off comment of, I saw you running through the Speed Force. We some kind of reference. This is done. Like, yeah, but no, <laughs> it's no, it's just like, oh, neat, you're a Flash too. Like, <laughs> then make it Max Mercury if you want to make it so that they don't care about each other. But it, like, this is. This is weird, but that's another thing. That like that's just the 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 spiraling nature of DC's editorial continuity, which is just kind of like, oh my god, I don't even want to get into. That's a whole other episode. Just just suffice nope, it to say, Justice League. I think it's finally wrapping up, and thank God. No, I I think that's honestly like a lot of people like when I saw when I heard this Scott Snyder's run got cut a little short. Whether or not he decided to do it or the artist, I, I thought I think it was his decision to leave, which which I think works better because it allows. For him to to let go and to, yeah, to, no, to wrap I, and it up, and that's what I think it is too. But I do feel whether it's his decision or whether DC's is it. Part of it was like, okay, this has been getting a little out of control. Let's just <laughs> let's just tighten it back up and like wrap up what you're doing, and we'll keep it going. Because he's not, you know, it, it. I don't know. It's it's interesting to see the decision. I do like the book, but it's gotten to the point where I'm waiting for multiple issues to come out so I can just read them all in a sitting kind yeah. of a situation. I don't want to read them individually anymore, and no. I I think it's just it, it tells the levels that he's taken the story to. Uh, I wanted to talk about Batman Beyond. What do you got? Oh, uh, what about Batman Beyond? Just the well, book? They, they finally introduced Batwoman Beyond. Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw the cover. I don't yeah. read Batman Beyond anymore, but neat. Who who is it? They haven't revealed who it is yet. Um, the immediate thought they they got they got the big players off the table right away. Okay. Um, they got rid of Nisa. They got rid of Barbara. Like Bruce is like, oh, we know it's you. Oh, it's not you. Like, <laughs> fair enough okay um and the, the way they did it is the previous battle in which they brought in old man flash terry lost his memory so okay. whoever this bat woman is she decided right off the bat like oh well we can't not have a batman 
But right. The suit is easily trackable by everyone. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like for a okay. suit that is supposed to be incognito, like everyone seems to have a feed into this thing. Um, right. What the hell? So, and they already went the ace cause ace is the main character in the show on the comic yeah. book. Uh, Melanie, I think her name is real name, but they already went to her. It's not her. Um, I like okay. what they're doing with it. Cause they're not treating it like I'm Batman's replacement. It's like Batman's gone. So. Right, and I'm a woman, so it's gonna be Batwoman. Yeah, exactly, and that's, that's what they're basically calling it. That's right fair. Now. I'm I'm in for that. I mean, like, I love the idea of expanding on the Batman Beyond universe. Uh, that universe has, you know, when they first created the Batman Beyond universe for the show, they didn't have a Bible. They were just kind of like make a teenage Batman, and they were like, oh, if we said in the future, it'll be we can we can play with you know Japanese inspired designs and stuff, and it won't right. look weird. So there's there's plenty of space for Batman Beyond to get explored and to keep adding to it. So go for it. Like, and well, that's what I loved about this because they they've tried this Batman Beyond thing a couple times. Future's End. Oh, yeah. They tried a separate storyline. I love this. Is that technically it's it's technically it's a it's a, a different universe, but right. they're basically like it's an alternate universe that happens to have followed the TV show's universe to the T. So right. <laughs> that's fine because that's the one everyone loves. Right, right. And that's what I love about it, which for the record, when we get to Superman, I'll talk about that too because I think they're doing a very similar concept with that show. Mm -hmm. um, but like, that's what they're doing. They're like, it's, it's an alternate universe, but everything you know that you love, it all happened. So I love that they've been expanding on it because they're like, well, what happened to Damien? Here's right. an answer. What happened to Joker? Here's an answer. Like, and, and every arc has mostly been that way, or introducing a new version of a character. Like, they did cool. a Scarecrow Beyond, which was awesome the way they did that. That's um, awesome. So, when they announced, I love a lot of people are being like, well, they're just making Bad Woman Beyond because, you know, the show and SJWs. And I'm like, no, it's if you're expanding on the lore, and we've already done Old Man Flash, we've already done Robin Beyond, we've already done Joker Beyond, we've done Scarecrow Beyond, we've done uh, some of the brand new characters and revisited characters like Faceless or Face Off or whatever his name is, the guy that we just fought. Like, it oh, would yeah. only make sense that if a show called Batwoman came out, well, let's explore what Batwoman Beyond is. Like, Seriously, like <laughs> no. If there's no Batwoman book, then make a Batwoman Beyond book or something. Like, there needs to... You really, really need, especially for the comic book industry's perspective, to have some equivalent on the shelf. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. I love the fact that we are getting answers, even if it's technically an alternate universe. It's the universe. Come on. Yeah. It's basically an excuse of if they ever go back to the show, they can be like, well, ignore the comic book continuity. You right. know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they will. Yeah. But that's still, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I love that idea. I'll have to go back because I, I missed it. I, it's not even that I chose not to read it. It's that I saw the preview and then I just never saw it again. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's fun. I'm liking it a lot. Cool. Um, now, I do, uh, I do want to talk about this too. Uh, okay. Absolute Carnage is done, technically. We have, we have some epilogues and shit like that. But Yeah. Um, what do you think? What did you think of that? I wish that Venom 20 was part of it because... Venom, is it Venom 20? The most recent issue of Venom is like really the end of Absolute Carnage. Um, Absolute I, Carnage I agree, five. and I hate the fact that it is, and yeah, that they didn't too. tell anyone. <laughs> exactly. No, they needed, that last page needed to be like, read Venom number 20, because it's not over yet. Because, I don't know, I, I, I it came out on time, it had the same writer and artist combo, there was no delays, there was no issues. For for all intents and it's only five issues. For all intents and purposes, this is a successful, great event. It was fun. It 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 paid homage. It managed to to satisfy the corporate need for tie-ins without also ruining the flow and read of the main series. Everything about it's great. For yeah. me, I lost interest around issue three 
And that's rough, because it's only five issues, and it's about most of my favorite characters. Uh, at the end of it, it wraps up so quickly and hastily that I was like, damn it. It's not that I was like disappointed so much as I was sad for the creators, because you can tell they didn't want to wrap up the book like that. Like, they clearly were like, we need a double-page book or something, but instead they were like, no, you got this, and, you, and you're lucky you're getting this. And right. so they did everything they could to wrap it up. That's how it felt. It just, it felt too hasty. It felt, uh, it, you know, just, it felt, it felt too rushed. And I dug the shit out of it. I just wish it was, I don't know. It, I, I wish that it had the satisfying conclusion that Venom provided. And that's too bad because I, I don't want to have to buy another friggin' issue just to get the, the end of this main book. I think the problem is it ties into the issue that I have with Marvel in general. They, gre- they green light, like, okay, you got five issues. Right. And then, oh, crap, well, I want to tell more about Dylan. That's going to be in the side book. And I want to have epilogue. It's going to be in the side book. And uh-huh. they don't clearly tell you these books and how they're linked together. And that's the big issue I have yeah. with events like Absolute Carnage and Secret Empire and all those events. Marvel, need, what they need to do is just sit down and be like, what is your story? Where did you want to put everything? They right. need to figure this out, you know? Yeah, you're absolutely right. They need a, they need a plan way ahead of time i mean like and i understand that they don't do that and 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 i know that it's like hard to do i guess but at the same time i just wish that it like i i wish that they could get all their ducks in a row like six months ahead of time yeah no because I then it would all come out on time you'd have the right creative team you'd know ahead of time whether there was going to be a delay or a problem with the artist or the writer or the story or the or the political or or social climate you know, and, and you can and you can plan for it, but instead it's just kind of like you just. And I know it takes time. It's not like Stegman took. It's not like Stegman was drawing the book in between issues four and five. You know, like it, right. He he had the book pretty done, but at the same time, it still feels hasty. It still feels rushed, and it and and it shouldn't be. These these are these are stories. They should have a. You should have a, an idea about how they end and where they go and what's going to be tied into them well in advance. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, it's cool. I, I, I don't want anyone misunderstanding our comments, too, because, like, at the end of the day, as I said up at the top of our discussion about Absolute Carnage, it's a successful event, it did everything that I could ever expect it to, and it did it without being pandering or silly or, like, losing focus. Yeah. I, I, it was just, maybe Carnage wasn't the right format. Like, maybe, maybe, it wasn't, maybe it shouldn't have been Carnage. I don't know. I don't know what it was that just didn't make it coalesce the way it, it, it should have but uh but it, it was a highly successful book and at least i hope sales wise but in terms of execution it's a it's exactly what i want it's a good template for the for events oh, yeah i mean i agree i loved the event overall um yeah. i do wish it was all tied up better so many of the tie-ins having gone through and covered them myself and, and on yeah. different levels i felt like this this should have been in the main plot and then yeah. some of the tie-ins didn't seem to make sense like no. the Miles thing where he got control of the symbiote, I was waiting for that to kind of come back in issue five. Never yeah. did. Uh, no. So, he just, so we just Miles can control the symbiote. Now he can't. Like well, that feels <laughs> that that feels a lot to me. Like there was just wasn't communication between who was working on the Miles book and who was working on the Absolute Carnage book. Yeah, because we covered the Miles tie-in because it was pretty cool. Like, oh man, Miles battling against the symbiote and he wins and he controls it and. Now what? Yeah, and then he just and then he's just like, please save me in the absolute carnage book, and you're like, wait, <laughs> aren't you like super powerful now? What happened there? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all right, I got two more books I did want to talk about before we go back okay. into our other topics. I don't know if sure. you had some you wanted to talk about. 
No, there's nothing, like I said, you know, there wasn't really a lot that came out that, like, blew my mind or that okay. made me, like, get, like, oh, like, I really got to talk about this. People are really expecting me to talk about the question, you know, that the Black Label book, and I'm kind of like, it was the question. If you've ever read a question book, you've ever expected a question book, it's exactly what you expect, which is good, okay. but, like, you know, it didn't blow the doors off. I was kind of like, cool, like, oh, cool, they're doing that, and it's not a <laughs> Batman book. Like, all right. right, keep it up, you know, I but know, otherwise... I, I, I'm excited for that too. Just something not Batman. I love Batman, but you yeah, have I mean, a big universe here. <laughs> well, and and the Black Label thing could be spectacular, but instead it means nothing. It's just kind of like instead it's just a catch-all for books that are that they don't want to put a rating on. And uh, okay, you know, I, but otherwise, the, as far as the publishing line goes, there's nothing that blew my mind that I was like, oh, this was a standout for me. Yep. Um. The speaking of Batman though, yeah, Batman has still been going. There's two more, and I think they came out two or three weeks ago at this point. But yep, Batman has still been going. What do you think of this finale we're coming to? Oh my god, I. Well, I okay, been, look, the, yeah, go ahead. The worst part is I've been the biggest defender of Tom King, but the biggest yeah. thing I've been stating is if all of these issues come to an epic ending, then we have an epic hundred issue run. Practically, because while he's had up and downs, if it all comes together. Perfect. Yeah, I don't feel like it's coming together, Sal. No. Oh no. No. <laughs> I, 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 I was I was off by volume two of the Tom King run. I, I literally was like, oh, I see where this is going. I can't get into it. I don't like his interpretation of Batman. I'm not on board. And I would periodically pop in and see, like the annual was good. Oh, cool. His Mister Freeze two parter was kind of fun. Yeah, oh, I like that. I I liked the the Catwoman meeting, uh, the Catwoman double date with with Lois and Superman. Like, oh, neat. You know, like the guy is a good writer. I love his vision. Uh, you know, Sheriff Babylon is excellent. Omega Men, but like his Batman for me has just been not what I want out of Batman at it's all. Just, and it's I get it's he's been, trying to deconstruct Batman. I just since. <laughs> At I don't buy day, his deconstruction. I'm just like, I'm not on board. Like, you feel free to do day, it, but it I don't like it. 50 issues, in my opinion. It should have been a 50 issue deconstruction of Batman. Take out all 90% of the fluff. Our latest issue isn't even anything, it's a final will and tel- testament of Alfred. And the one yes. before that was just Batman and, and Bane punching each other for 20 ish pages. Yep. Like, nothing came out of that. Like, that's nope. what's bugging me. So many of his issues have so many unnecessary pages. Oh, no, the, it's the it's literally just like, if you read the last page of every issue, you will know exactly what's going on. Yeah, and that's what's bothering me. And I get it, the, the artwork is insane, but what he's doing is he's basically writing out a script to a movie, and they're they're literally doing page by panel by panel storyboard issue. It's like no one looked at his storyboard for everything and said, "Why do we have ten pages of them just lounging on a beach? Why no, do we have why do we have it, twenty pages of them punching each other? We normally do that in three. Like the last, <laughs> at least the last ten issues, you can read them in about six minutes." Because he doesn't even say anything. Like <laughs> nothing is said, and and how and like I appreciate good comic book art, but how long? Can I dwell on a panel of yeah. Selena lying on a French Riviera beach? Well, what bothers me is like the Batman Bane fight that we had. I think it was 82 or 81. Right. Uh, literally, it's just like, and now he punches him. And now he punches him. And now he punches him. And now yeah. he punches him. And no, there was nothing again, you want us to feel like it's a long, drawn out fight. Good job at that. Now I don't want to read this anymore. <laughs> right. Well, like there's there's other artist artistic conventions you can use to 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 indicate like fatigue or laborious battle but yeah. instead it's just kind of like fluff and filling pages and i i don't have the scratch or the patience to dedicate 
a hundred issues of that kind of thing. I mean, like, the war jokes should have been everybody's indication, like, oh, he really should only have, like, 12 issues. Like, I, mean, I think that a, a Tom King 12-issue run sounds pretty solid to me. Oh, yeah, um, like the Batman Catwoman thing he's doing. That, that sounds no, great. W- w- which sounds to me like, it, uh, I think, what, what is he? He's off at 86? 85? Uh, 86 is when Tinian takes over. Okay, so, so 85. It sounds to me like the Catwoman Batman book will be about 15 issues. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, them saying, like, oh, no, like, we're kicking Tom King off the book, but we're giving him his own book, and it'll be a continuation of his story. Like, then you didn't kick him off the book. Like, you just changed titles. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, they, they realize that the main Batman title has not been doing as well as it should be doing, regardless of where it ranks on the, on the, on the Comicron scale and all the other crap. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're just like, I, we're going to move you off at this point. And he's, uh, but you're getting your book. You're going to finish your story. Because I will say that. And that was what pissed me off the most when they said they're moving him off. Don't yeah. cut the story short at this point. No. Like, no, you, at this you, point, it's it's too late. Yeah, issue no, it 60 is. was the time to do it. Issue 50, issue 40 was yeah, that, the time to do that it. Was, that would have been the time to cut him short and end the story. You yeah. don't let him get to 80 and then go, mm, never mind. <laughs> right. I mean, like, well, you know what you do? You edit the guy. You go, okay, you have, you, you want to do 100 issues? Okay, but you got to get a lot more in there. And, like, so you just handed in a page. You, you just handed in a script for issue 82, and there's only seven pages. So you're going to need to add, like, 14 more pages to this freaking <laughs> issue. And when I say 14 pages, I don't mean 14 pages for Mikkel Yannon to play. I mean 14 pages of stuff that happens. <laughs> if, you, if you need to focus on what, 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 like how, how sad Damien is, if you want to focus on Catwoman's internal monologue, I don't care what you do, but you got to put some stuff in this comic book to justify the $5 price tag. Yeah. And they just don't. And I, I think that's the issue. And I, and I get Tom King's got a certain way of telling a story. Sure I get he he's does. trying to deconstruct Batman. I do like a lot of what he's done with this run. It's just gone on too long, man. Just it's I want to go back to just Batman adventures. Like, we shouldn't be in a day and age where everyone looks at the Batman book and goes, oh, I'll get to it, but looks at the detective and goes, oh, my God, Tomasi's killing it. Going to go read right. this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, and, and, and Tomasi should be celebrated as, a, as an author, and he should be, like, everyone should love his, his Batman run, but it shouldn't be, like, such a clear head and shoulders victory. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking but, of the Tomasi uh, yeah. run, I wasn't, Plus, I Batman I wasn't, Universe I was, is great. I love that book, too. What do you think too. about the Tomasi it, it, run? At, at the very least, Tom King's reign over Batman has allowed for other Batman books to kind of, like, blossom. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Like, the Bendis Batman Universe, that's been a great book. Um, and the Tomasi run, which I wanted to bring up. What is your opinion on Tomasi's complete reimagining of Nora Freeze? Ah, uh, it was bold. You know, it's funny, because, like, it's a complete uh, flip on the whole character of Freeze. Totally is, and it's like kind of fun. I, I like it. The fact is, Tomasi cared about what she was and is interested in doing something else, but isn't like the New Fifty Two interpretation of Nora was horrible. The New Fifty Two, where she was like, they were never together. She was this actress that he was obsessed with. Like that sucks. Yeah. But Tomasi's like, no, that sucks. We're not going to do that. No, they we're going to use Heart of Ice origins for for Nora and and Victor. And then it's like, well, we wake her up, and she's also crazy and cool and evil. And it's like, that's I'm in. Like, yeah. I think that's fun. I, I, because how many, how many Mister Free stories are there, and how many do you remember? And I, I guarantee you that if you remember, or there are about one like handful of them. And so as a result, 
why not give Mr. Freeze like a Bonnie and Clyde story? Like, uh, why not? I, I just like the idea that she is just as crazy as him. Like everyone's yeah. always been like, oh, he's a sweetheart, and she's actually he has such a normal life beforehand. And yeah, no, you're you're a guy who decided to find a cryo thing, turned your skin blue. Of course, you're 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 hooked up with a crazy chick. Like, yeah, <laughs> and I, I I love the idea that he was like, yeah, I'm kind of not like you know, you were kind of my life's pursuit. I'm done. And she's like, no, let's go let's go mess things up. And you're like, it's kind of like a Lady Macbeth thing going on. I'm kind of digging that. Like, there's a lot of good stuff. It's 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 changing things. It's being innovative and it's doing new stuff without without disrespecting what came before and not trying to reinvent the wheel. And it's it's just that's just pure Tomasi. That's just what he does, man. And it's. You know, that's why you put him on the book. That's why yeah. Tomasi should have been put on Batman. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, like, listen, I think Tynan's going to do a great job. I'm just saying, like, you know, Tomasi kind of kind of earned his keep at this point. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about comic book-wise, unless you got some books you wanted to go into, was the just the situation of Flash Forward. The uh, I don't think we've ever touched on the idea that Wally West is going through these multiple multiple universes. No. And I think it's three weeks old now, but he just went through the vampire universe. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't read it, but, uh, but I'm... I'm you know, that sounds fun. <laughs> it is. It's a lot of fun. You should read it, and we should talk about it next week, maybe. Okay. Yeah. The Flash goes to the vampire universe. Is it? Is it the Batman Red Rain or Blood Rain or whatever universe? Yeah, it is. Like... Exa- that is like the universe, but like everyone else has been changed up. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> but And Wally's got to run around, and you see more of what happened after Batman basically became Dracula. It's like the okay. aftermath of Red Rain, so it's really cool. Oh. Yeah. It's and this, to- is that Williamson? Ah. <sighs> I don't think so. Mm. I'm sure well, Chad will in a minute. It, sure it sounds great. So, okay, moving on to a topic that's not comic book related on our comic book show, but it's still comic Yeah, people book keep related. talking about how we're, we don't talk about comics. Well, there you go. We just talked about comics for like 45 minutes. Hey, I think Absolute Comics has done a much better job of at least giving 15 minutes straight to comic book discussion at the beginning of every episode. I agree if, with that. Yes. Um, now, I saw your tweet on this, Sal. So how yeah. do you... How do you feel about the Green Lantern starting a new injustice with the Black Stars? Oh my God! Like this Black Stars book. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Black Stars. By the way, three issues. I guarantee you, Grant Morrison's going to throw it all away at the end of the third issue, and we're just not going to deal with it. And it's going to be like a, we're, we're going to go back to basics because Grant Morrison loves these this, this universe, and he loves the stories and the and the past, and he likes playing with the convention. But if you've read the preview, at least I think by the time this episode comes out, issue two will be out. Um, but in issue two, you know, the Black Stars, led by Hal Jordan, go to Earth, and Earth is, <laughs> the Justice League is, like, a bunch of, I don't know, Grant, Grant Morrison's taking the piss out of the Justice League, and the current <laughs> runs that have, like, dogged their, their flagship characters. Like, in two panels, he dunks on Tom King and Scott Snyder, uh, <laughs> Where, like, literally, he, like, Hal Jordan's talking to Superman. The Watchtower has, like, outdoor advertising on it. Like, big logos on it and everything like that. It's his way of saying, like, DC's kind of gone really corporate. And Superman says that, you know, we don't have time to fight supervillains because we have to deal with our 21st century mental health issues. And I'm like, oh my god, did you just dunk on Heroes in Crisis? (laughs) And it's like, yeah, I'm Grant Morrison. I can do whatever I want. You really can. I I don't know... What did Grant Morrison do that has given him so much clout to do whatever he wants 
like what was his big thing? It wasn't like he wrote Killing Joke or the uh, or like Watchmen or any of that stuff. That was that's why everyone ignores Old Man Alan Moore. We're all like, oh, right. he wrote some freaking epic stuff. So he gets to be old crotchety he, Moore over there. <laughs> he gets a pass. Yeah, no, Alan gets a pass. Well, Morrison, you know, I don't like Morrison's writing. I do, but I always find it funny that companies like DC will hire this man, who will then in their books shit on them. <laughs> oh my God. Oh no. Final Crisis, the end of Final Crisis is editors are bad. They're vampires who will bleed you dry. And I'm like, what the whole thing is about how the comic book industry sucks? Like, yeah, what? That's what I mean. Like, he keeps um, coming back to it to shit on it. And I don't, right. as much as I enjoy his writing, what did he do that is so epic that he well, gets that uh, pass? Uh, Graham Morrison was part of that whole like British invasion. He's Scottish, but like the, the invasion of comics, and he, you know, he redefined and kind of like made Doom Patrol relevant. He he uh, he wrote Animal Man and made Animal Man interesting and relevant. Uh, you know, he wrote All Star Superman, which is of course one of the top five best Superman stories of all time. Like he gets right. for me, he gets a pass in terms of like the contributions when he's actively trying to tell. I mean, he wrote the JLA and literally made them relevant again. Like it was, it used to be the the JLA were these like these D list second, third, fourth stringers. And then he's like, how come Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman aren't in the friggin' Justice League and like made that a thing? Like back when he was like, I want to talk about this. And he was mostly concentrating on taking the piss out of Marvel at that point. But now he's kind of like, well, I mean, nothing is what I like about the DC universe right now. Um, I mean, you heard, what was it? Like, uh, I'm sure you, when you talked to Scott uh, Snyder not too long ago, uh, I remember he mentioned that uh, when he was talking about pitching the destruction of the source wall, uh, Grant Morrison and he had a conversation and Morrison said, on the other side of the source wall is the Marvel universe. That's what you need to do. Right. And, Instead, Snyder's like, how about instead it's Perpetua? And I, I, I feel like that in and of itself kind of like is a good distillation of those two's interpretations of where the DC universe should be going. Like Morrison's like, DC is part of a greater collective of like comics. And Snyder's like, how about a big monster god who wants to destroy everything? And you can see that Morrison's like making fun of that idea in Black Stars number two, where he says that like that he makes fun of the dark multiverse by calling it the Depressoverse. Yeah, I saw that. It's amazing, and you're just kind of like, and, and because Snyder and Morrison have had like lunch together and talked about the ending of things like the Justice League run and stuff like that, I feel like it's 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 friendly that it's like gentle ribbing. I heard. Yeah. That uh, Morrison said, like, no, I'm, I'm using this Black Stars book to kind of make fun of everything. I'm not seeing a lot of making fun of himself in there. <laughs> I am seeing him making fun of the stuff that's current right now that arguably is dividing the DC audience. Like, people are kind of falling off Justice League, and not a lot of people really, really loved Heroes in Crisis. And I feel like that direction is kind of where DC wants to go in as far as editorial is concerned. I don't think Morrison agrees, and I think that yeah. since Morrison has it built in his contract, he can't be edited. Uh, you know, he gets to say whatever he wants, and I think we're seeing a kind of pure distilled Morrison. Because what's he going to do, right? Let's say he's like, "I want this panel where I make fun of Heroes in Crisis," and Dio's like, "No, you can't do that." He's going to be like, "Okay, well, I'm not going to do Black Stars. I quit." Like, because he yeah. doesn't need them. Like, I don't need you. I don't need to do that. You know who would love to have me write some ridiculous book? Marvel. <laughs> the, uh, so that's that. I. Th- 
I think. Do you think that the that this kind of more confirms Green Lantern is in its own universe though? It just seems <sighs> so separate from everything. It, uh, you like know, we had it, those theories when it launched. Yeah, it just seems so separate from everything in DC. I, I think that as far as Morrison is concerned, no, it's the it's the Hal Jordan that's been the Hal Jordan. But he, for him, it's like it's Hal Jordan from like 1950. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if uh, the others agree. I feel like it's really going to come down to what they do when he's done. Because he's when he ends Black Stars, I think he's going to keep doing more Green Lanterns. So like. We're not going to even know he is. Yeah, he's going right back what to Green this Lantern is supposed to be until he's done. And even then, it's going to be interpretable. But uh, as far as Morrison's concerned, I think I think this is the real Hal Jordan. All right, let's shift gears for a moment. I had a tweet that I wanted to bring into this. Uh, but you saw the Black Widow trailer, right? I sure did. Okay, what did you think about it overall? It looks like the most anticipated movie of 2013. Like <laughs> Exactly. So I tweeted out, like, I'm excited for this movie. I am. Genuinely, everything, everything about this movie says it should have come out years ago. It should have been the first female MCU movie. Like, I it's it's too little, too late in my opinion. I think it's gonna hurt sales because yeah. it, it's not tying into Phase Four or Five, whatever. Ron, nope. it's not tying into any of the Avengers movies. It's not nope. gonna hint at anything because how can it? She's dead. <laughs> right. Well, I, maybe. Well, I mean, I, I think that we're gonna get a new Black Widow out of it. Ah, uh, maybe. Like, Elena Belova is gonna show up and be like, "I'm the new Black Widow. What up? I'm in the team now." Like, I think that it'll set up a few things, but more important, it's just kind of ticking the box of yes, we really should have made the first female superhero movie starring one of the highest, most bankable female actresses of our time. Right. Why didn't we do that? And it's like, I, the the problem is, like we said, this movie should have come out like 2009, 2012, 2013. I, I will give them the first Avengers movie. Right. Once Up until that the first movie Ven- dropped, she should have been in phase two. Easily. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even if it was just a standalone spy picture, it could have at least been, you know, 60 million bucks. Most of it's going to Scarlett Johansson. And it's just a, it's just her going on an espionage mission. It's a little harder edge than the other stuff because we can afford to do that because who cares? But instead, it's just kind of like an afterthought. Yeah. And this trailer did nothing to get everyone hyped. I mean, like, I'm digging on David Harbour in this movie, but like... <laughs> he looks awesome. I love the... Ah, I'm good. You got fat. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. He looks amazing. But um, I, I love that Dan's concept. Dan's bothered by the fact that everyone has a Russian accent except Natasha. <laughs> well, and they're all not very good Russian accents, which is like no. even more knows like everyone has a bad Russian accent. I'm like, "Oh no." Uh, I have a couple of problems with this trailer. Number 1, I don't know what the hell this movie's supposed to be about. Number 2, Taskmaster, which we should probably make our own its own t- conversation, but let's move on. Uh everyone else is in this trailer. Like this movie is a Black Widow movie. But also, look at all these other fun characters. Like, yeah. they're trying to distract you from the fact that this is the character we've wanted a movie about for a long time. What is your problem? <laughs> like, just, yeah, no, just really, make really, the Black Widow movie. And the tweet I want to bring up is someone said, oh, it only makes sense to make it now because now she's more recognizable after Avengers Endgame. My response to that was, 
First off, she was very recognizable after Avengers. If you didn't know what happened, it actually, the reason she didn't get a movie that early on and why she didn't have action figures was Perlmutter, apparently, back in he those days. He says that women don't make, uh, don't sell. They yep. don't sell toys so or didn't figures make action movies. figures, statues, no merchandise or black widow existed because that's, he didn't think that women sold movies or anything. That was why he, she didn't exist until Perlmutter was out. Why yeah. afterwards we didn't immediately go into a black widow movie is beyond me. It's but not like you, she was in every other MCU movie, and there was like you know she was too busy. Like, yeah, and then, and then the and then the big thing after uh, the the argument against the well, Endgame made her more recognizable. Uh, if that's the argument, why did Captain Marvel's origin come out before Endgame? Nobody knew who that was. Yeah, like you can't. It just doesn't. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, so, she's the only woman on the Avengers. They'll go. Yes, like, they'll see it. You don't need, you know what? Hey, wouldn't it be cool if some people who went to go see the Black Widow movie didn't know her from those movies? That they were just like, I want to see this cool, because you know what did make money? Lucy. Like, and <laughs> any other movie starring Scarlett freaking Johansson. How about just people go see it because it's a cool, like, badass woman well, who's kicking ass and taking names in the trailer. They, like, that's all you needed. The worst part is they've made the Black Widow movie like a dozen times. Uh, Atomic Blonde, and <laughs> and uh, I think there's one called Anna. And they're all these, this basically the Black Widow movie without Black Widow. That's, that's all these movies are. Yeah, Atomic Blonde is the Black Widow movie. You missed it. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. Um, my yeah, overall I, opinion of this is I'm going to see it. I don't think it's going to perform well. And I'm, I'm, what I'm worried about is that it won't perform well because it's not hyping up Phase 4. It's hyping up yeah. a dead character. It's a movie that should have been out years ago. And I'm worried it's not going to perform well. And they're going to use that as some kind of excuse to not make more female lead movies like this they'll be like well Agreed. captain marvel was a hit but black widow bombed so we don't know what to do you know like I, i'm worried yeah. that that's gonna be we're gonna go back to the old mindset of they can't sell movies which yes. is an argument that even the girl from the new charlie's angels was like oh if you guys don't go see the movie they're gonna green light more movies i mean oh i know the, elizabeth I, Banks said that yeah i hate to agree i i feel the charlie's angels movie bombed for a number of other reasons such as we're tired of rebooting franchises charlie's angels I think wasn't that, a property to begin just with. straight up ain't enough people to give a crap about charlie's angels right Sorry, and, that, and, like, and that's the problem with that but there is like i'm probably gonna get flack for saying this i'm not don't worry sal it's not super super offensive all right because andy and i were talking about this when the charlie's angels came out sure the problem is a female-led movie does have an audience yeah okay that but but if you are trying to cater to to women who want to see a female-led movie i from knowing many women surprisingly i do i could it, like as there's there's not as big of an audience of women who want to see an action movie so right. you need to make the ones that come out really good so that they will want to see it so it will sell and when our we're getting a black widow movie uh, you need to make it worthwhile seeing. So if you're trying to cater to the women who enjoy the MCU, make the female-led MCU movie worth seeing for the same reason going to see a male-led MCU movie is worth seeing. Yeah. The reason why these shitty ones sold well is because we all want to see how it links together and how right. it's all a part of the grand scheme of things. And when you remove all of that by making it a prequel about a dead character... You're getting rid of half the reason to see an MCU female-led movie. Yeah, I I don't think Captain Marvel was inherently a bad movie, but part of the reason most of us saw it was how does this play into Endgame? Right. I mean, that, well, that and was also it. as new character, fun powers. You know, like uh, I I think that with Black Widow, she has 
transcended the it's a female led action movie and right. because it's because it's not just black widow avenger and like culturally established superhero character it's also scarlett johansson and she alone pulls pull, pulled in for a certain period of time a certain number of like a certain amount of money per box office and it's like just make a Black Widow movie. Don't concentrate on making it a female action yes, movie. I agree. Just make a Black Widow movie. Like, well, and, and don't, that's don't where, worry about what that is, what that means. That, well, that just goes back to what I was saying. I think that's the problem with the Charlie's Angels. Based upon those arguments, it looks like we made a female-led action movie. You all have to see it so that there's more female-led action movies. It is made for you. Yeah. It's a no, female... That's, like, that's, the, that's what I was hearing about the Charlie's Angels with that argument. Oh, yeah, I have to yeah. see it or they won't give us a green light for more of them. Yeah, that's how movies work. Like, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Like, that's that's like you got to see more superhero movies. They won't make any more. You got to see more science fiction. People were like, you got to see Blade Runner two, or they won't be making any hard science fiction noir movies anymore. And they're not because nobody did. Like, it, it's it's the same with all of those things. And I, I hear what you're saying about the about the female led thing. Honestly, when I saw the trailer for Charlie's Angels, I'm like, oh, neat, they're doing another one. Okay, good luck. And yeah, I had um, zero interest in it, and it had nothing because, to do with the cast or anything. I was yeah. like. I don't care about Charlie's Angels. <laughs> I I don't care about Charlie's Angels. I don't think that's a really like I don't think that's an awesome premise, but maybe it doesn't appeal to me, you know, because I'm not in that demographic or maybe I just don't maybe I maybe I'm just the wrong audience for Charlie's Angels concept, but I didn't like the first two either and I know that was a totally different it was a total departure, but I didn't hear any of the Elizabeth Banks like, you know, feminist like uh, concepts. I just saw the trailer was like, oh, "All right. If I want to go like if if I happen to if it, if it aligns, I will go see that." But probably not. Yeah. And it had more to do with Kristen Stewart than it did anything else. And even then, I heard she was great in it. And I'm like, oh, cool. Good for her. Because, like, I, I hear she's kind of cool. And I hope she does well. <laughs> because yeah. I want everyone to break out of that Twilight thing. But at the same time, you know, but, but I don't know. I, I just wanted it to, I wanted it to perform because I, I was like, oh, Elizabeth Banks. She directed this movie. Cool. I, I think she's really funny. And I hope she does well because I want her to succeed. But I'm also not going to spend like twenty dollars to go see this movie because, eh, like I'm not really wowed by it. the trailer alone. wasn't enough. Like I was like, mm, eh, I don't know, I, it wasn't enough for me to to get right. into it. Uh, there is one just... of the comments I do want to touch in from uh, one okay. of our viewers. Yeah. I believe that's Gus. It's hard to read under this blackout mode. Um, but he said that if, if we were to throw it into phase two. Uh, phase right. five had solo movies and one Avengers movie, three sequels to the big stars, two new characters. Would we have traded Guardians or Ant-Man for Black Widow? Uh, no, I wouldn't have, but I don't see why they couldn't have put her in there as well. The fact is she could have fit anywhere at any time because the budget for a Black Widow movie is half of Ant-Man and the story for Black Widow, because of the nature of her character, requires it to be a smaller scale picture anyway. It could have happened. Yeah. It, you could have literally... Ant-Man could have taken place during Avengers. You know, where, and, like, and Scott Lang is doing his own... Like, it could have... Like, can the you fact, imagine... The fact is, at that point, they had Disney money. There was right. no reason to not throw out a sixth movie to yeah. just feature all your three, four big stars and then yeah. two new ones. You could have very you know easily when done you, that. And you know when you put out Black Widow? You put it out in February, where the movies, yeah. where movies go to die. Because that movie would have been the king. It would have been the Deadpool of that... Of that period whenever it would have you know been put what? out look at captain marvel which came out at the end of february early march still yeah. did a billion dollars if it's a good movie it won't matter when it goes out deadpool it, did a billion dollars and arguably most folk who don't know comic book movies don't know who deadpool is yeah 
and that was a February release, and that would have been easy because they because Marvel, I think, up until these now is now finally doing first quarter movies, but they don't yeah. traditionally do first first quarter MCU movies. It was normally May kicked everything off, wasn't it? Well, and Black Widow's coming out. I'm trying in to May. remember, so I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure either it was May kicked everything off. No, typically. May May is for Marvel movies. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like for the most part, I mean, the Guardians came out in May. Like either between March and June, <laughs> like the summer time, the summer block. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. Uh, Black Widow's coming out in May. I'm like, well, I hope nothing bigger comes out in May because that'll hurt Black Widow. Yeah, it's gonna be like, interesting been... to see what happens with the Black yeah. Widow situation. I just wanted to do yeah. well. So that the so we don't fall back to the argument that Christian Stewart is making of well no one wants to see these if you don't see them like yeah I just wanted to do well so that this is this stops being a debate and we can be like look there's movies for different demographics some well, of them how- cross over thanks to the MCU let's just make them let's just make the movies <laughs> exactly no I just want you're absolutely right Black Widow should have been made already I hope it I hope it's good. And it does well because I, yeah. I, if it's bad, it does well. Then it means that it doesn't matter. Then they're going to be like, well, whatever, just put out anything. And if it's like bad and it does poorly, then it's like, well, see, we we don't want to make these anyway. And and if it does poorly, it's the same as if it was bad and did poorly because they don't they don't pay attention. Right. So yeah, I I hope it does well because I I also don't want to have to keep justifying female action movies because I like them. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but I like action movies. I don't care who's in them. Uh, I like Anna and in uh, Atomic Blonde. And here's the funniest thing, and this is what I find to be the funniest, and this is why I brought up my co- my topic about like there is a niche of women who want to see female-led action movies. I mean, I'm sorry, I hate to say it, but I know quite a few women who don't like explosions, blood and guts, guns. Like they don't want that, but there are. Like my own wife loves those types of movies. But what I find funny, a, a kind of enter topic on that, um, when they make those female-led movies and they cater to males too much, like Atomic Blonde, where it's a blonde slender girl with no muscle mass my brother's wife was like i don't want to see that that's not believable that she could have done any of that <laughs> i don't know tiff and i loved atomic blonde we were I thought like it was this great. so did natalie rocks. natalie loved it yeah <laughs> yeah 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 but i just found that funny and by the way i do love how today's episode of our discussion of black widow is two white males talking about how just can we just get the movies out there and stop arguing about this <laughs> right i just uh yeah well i I, I don't want to even. I don't want to have to justify asterisk edit my. You just be like, I'm just. I'm just hyped without somebody yeah. freaking out. Like the my my only negative about the trailer is Taskmaster looks like crap. Just make <laughs> Taskmaster. What are you doing? Yeah. No. I like the only thing I don't like about this movie is just where it places in the timeline. I'm stating this Black Widow movie should have been a true phase movie with hints to the bigger picture and all the connections. Yeah. And everything that makes you love an MCU. Right. If, if you're you making a female-led it, MCU movie, make it a female-led MCU movie. Yeah. Like that's what it you takes place. Gotten. It takes place after Civil War. How about you make it after Civil War, you jackasses? Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, yeah. uh, last topic, Superman, TV show. Hey. How do you feel about that? Apparently it's happening. We now cool. have casting for two young white males, um, which everyone immediately jumped to being a Super Sons thing. Right. But I don't believe that's the case because Damien's not a white male, and the CW of all networks is not about to whitewash. So- <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. I think a Superman show, I think we're, I think we're, we're ready. I mean, like, if you pitched Lois and Clark the New Adventures of Superman today, it would definitely still sell. Uh, so doing like a family drama with Superman in it sounds like a great idea. Yeah. 
Uh, if, so the counter rumor that I've seen online, there's two, the, for everybody in the chat, no, it's more than one person, there actually is rumors going, oh, it's Super Sons! The counter rumor, and this is the one that Dan, can, Dan told me and I agreed with, is that it's a child Lex and Clark. Oh. Because if you, if you go to the last Crisis event, they implied that the new Superman takes place in the Smallville universe. Now, this Crisis is going to give us the true Smallville return, and I yeah. guess, I forget who he is, but he's going to be at the timeline. And they even said that the continuity of the comic books are retained and everything are retained. Tom Welling is going to be Smallville Superman, which says to me that the Supergirl universe, just like the Batman Beyond thing, is the Smallville universe, but oh, one step over. And they have an intention. <laughs> oh, okay. All so right. This is, yeah, so it's, all, so it's like its own alternate take continuation of Smallville if Lois and Clark had a kit. Right. Which to All me right. says that they're casting a younger Clark and a younger Lex so that they can tell their own version of what happened in the Smallville days. Oh my God. That sounds very complicated. <laughs> but but I mean like, alright, that sounds fine. That's a, It was a good template to draw from, I guess. That's, it works for me. Uh, I'm For me, honestly, and when it comes to Superman in Crisis, I'm most excited to see Brandon Routh as Superman again. That was oh, yeah, my yeah. favorite Superman Especially on screen. Especially Kingdom Come. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god! And like everyone, I remember reading an article where they were like, "Oh boy!" Like the the cast, like I can't believe how great he is. I'm like, "Yeah, did you see Superman Returns? He's amazing." <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm hyped. I, I mean, like, I, 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 hey, listen, they've pr- I think now they've proven like, oh, so people won't get confused if we put Superman in our like show, and yeah. we can still do movie Superman. Maybe we can do more stuff like that. Like maybe Batman could show up in this freaking thing. Oh my god! I I, st- I stand by what I say I don't think Batman's going to show up uh, because no. I think that they're going to use Batman as a way to get people to watch Batwoman until people until she has her own audience. Then Batman will spin off just like Superman was used to get Supergirl an audience, and mm-hmm. then he spun off on his own. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what's going to be happening with that. I mean, Kevin Conroy as Batman or Bruce Wayne in the Crisis is a great idea. It's a great nod. I love that concept, but it's it's not Batman showing up in a bat costume, jumping around doing his Batman thing. You know, like yeah. it, it's just not there. So, I, I I think that they need to get over that fear, especially because like what did they didn't they put Batman in the Titans show and it's and he's old too and it's weird. Yeah, they did. It's so weird. And isn't it's, it the guy from? Is it the guy from Resident Evil? No, maybe he was in Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, he was like him. the knight that was turning petrified with the weird skin disease thing. Yeah, no, uh, but yeah, it's an, it's an old Bruce Wayne. I don't, I, no, I don't get it. But we've also had him in costume fighting Dick Grayson. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sir Jora, I, is that his real name? I don't think it's real. We, it, 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 it wasn't him in the costume, but I mean, they had a Batman in costume fighting Nightwing, and then we had a Nightwing fighting a Bruce Wayne. So that's cool. Like that's yeah. Batman. That's Batman. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, why, why, why is the DC universe? Why is Titans okay, but CW isn't? I wonder if DC's just throwing it out now. Like, oh, you can all do it, but see, because here's my theory on what they're doing, and I made a whole video on this, and I'm going to put it out in a few minutes. But so everyone's like. Oh, Superman TV show, and I and I used I talked about what I think they're using the Superman character for, and why I don't think we're going to get Damian Wayne, and that was right. the whole point because I don't think we're going to get Damian Wayne because everyone's like it's Super Sons, I'm like it's not because no. if you throw out the fact that Damian's Middle Eastern, you throw that out there, and you just go okay, we're making him white. I don't think we're going to get for a simple reason of CW. I think got the green light for Batman, hence the Batwoman show. But they're mm-hmm. going to use it like they did with Superman. So Supergirl had a season on her own, yep. and then Superman was in there to do all the ratings boost. 
Oh, yeah. Superman crossover. Oh, Superman crossover. And they did that for three seasons before giving Superman a show. And I think they're going to do the same thing with Batman because this way they can use the Bat Super properties, the family properties, for like 10, 12 years. Yeah. So if we start with Batwoman using Batman to promote views and get people in there, and we do that for three or four seasons, then we do a Batman show? Right. You know? Yeah. That'd be That's cool. what I'm thinking. I- I'm, I mean, like, it's not a, it's a sound philosophy, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, and, and I have less skin in the game because I'm more inclined to watch a Batman movie than a show, but, uh, you know, yeah, whatever works. I mean, like, I'm just saying, don't be afraid to use your universe. No one's confused. Like, right. no one's gonna be like, whoa, 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 you, you mean to tell me that there's a Batwoman on the show, but in the movies, there's no Batwoman? Like, what's happening? Like, Get you're, those aren't for you anyway. If you're that stupid, and, you know if they want to link them together, we have the new Batman movie with uh, the guy from Twilight and Robert the background. Pattinson, yep, and the background. You just have Ruby Rose jumping across a couple rooftops. <laughs> <laughs> they, they'll never. They're never gonna do that. <laughs> would that be incredible though? I, I would be very surprised to see that. <laughs> let's let's put it that way. I'd be very surprised. So, all right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed today's absolute callbacks. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, if you want to support the show directly, go to the Patreon at patreon.com slash comic pop, patreon.com slash comic store, or subscribe right here to the Twitch channel. Uh, or you can go to our sponsor, G Fuel, and get a 10 to 33% off, depending on when you are seeing this video. <laughs> uh, use the code COMICS at your checkout. Uh, that's about it. Sal, you got anything you want to talk about real quick before we close out? No, man. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us. Uh, if you like comics, check me out. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Cut the show! <laughs>